It says this, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his sheep, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Let's pray this morning. Father God, thank you that your faithfulness continues through all generations. Oh God, we are your people here today, Father. We come to enter your courts with praise. God, to enter your gates with thanksgiving to celebrate you. You are the one who put breath in our lungs. You are the one who has given us so much. And God, we come to say thank you today. So fill our hearts with gratitude as we set our minds and our hearts on you. We love you, Jesus, and we dedicate this morning to you. In your name we pray. And all God's people said, amen, amen. You can be seated. You can be seated. Well, happy Thanksgiving, church. Happy Thanksgiving. This morning is a special, special Sunday. I love this Sunday. It's our stories of Thanksgiving Sunday. And so often in our world, our culture, we kind of skip over Thanksgiving. We go right to Christmas, right? I think Cracker Barrel's had their decorations out since, you know, like Easter last year. You know, but so... But this is a time when we can come and say, hey, we want to be thankful. We want to be a thankful people. We want to have gratitude in our hearts for what God's done in our lives. And so this morning, you're going to hear different stories from people in our church, things that they're thankful for. And I pray it will inspire you. And I pray it will call all of us to have a deeper heart of gratitude, a deeper heart of what God's doing in his grace. You know, as you look back over this year, 2018, maybe it's been a year that's been great for you. And you just come this morning, you're like, yes, thank you. You Maybe it's been a a year that's been a struggle and some challenges that you've gone through. But man, God is faithful. God is faithful. So let's enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Let's come before him and praise his name today. If you have a Bible with you this morning, I invite you up with me to Colossians. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. New Testament, right? If you don't have a Bible, we've got some Bibles for you in the back, but love for you to open with me, Colossians chapter 3, New Testament, kind of midway through, you got the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I'll talk about Jesus, then Acts, the early church, and then you've got these letters that Paul wrote to the churches, so Romans, the church in Rome, and then 1st, 2nd Corinthians, the church in Corinth, and Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. So Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, it says this, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. Notice those three words, right? And be thankful. And I love when he says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Because I think if we're honest, we look at our world today and we say, man, our world is anything but peace. (laughs) And a lot of the people we know in our lives, man, their life is chaos. It's just crazy, right? There's not a lot of peace. And most people around us would say, hey, here's how I get peace. I go on vacation, right? Like if I could go on a vacation, then that's my peace. Or if I can go get a massage or get a mani or pedi or whatever, you know, whatever the deal is, or go work out, that's going to be my peace. But the problem with that is that you come right back into it, right? You come back from the vacation and most people are like already planning their next vacation, right? It's an escape. It's not really a vacation. But what this says is let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, That somehow that we can have peace on the inside that impacts the outside instead of saying, hey, I can get all the outside right. No, 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 no. Let the peace of Christ, 
There's something different for us in the way we experience peace. As followers of God, as followers of Christ, there should be a peace in our hearts because of what he's done for us. Since as members of one body, that's us, that's the church, members of one body, you were called to peace. Your life should look different. There should be something going on inside of you. And then notice that and be thankful. There's a direct correlation, I believe, between having peace in your heart and being thankful. And there's a direct correlation. And so often we don't have peace because we're not thankful. <laughs> Right? We're already on with the next thing, you know? Like we pray a prayer and, and, and then God answers that prayer. We're like, I don't have time to say thank you, God, because I'm already on to the next crisis. I'm already on to the next thing and I'm already moving down the road. And God's going, Well, hello. I, I'm just answering these things one after the other. If you take a moment and just stop for a minute and be thankful. And this morning, that's kind of our opportunity. You know, as we come to Thanksgiving, we don't want to just skip over and go to the chaos of Christmas that's coming, right, and all the things we've got to do, and, but we want to say, no, 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 no. This morning, I want to be thankful. God, I have so much for which to be thankful. <laughs> and first and foremost, Jesus Christ, that when I was dead in my sins and my transgressions, you made me alive in Christ. God, you did that. It wasn't that I was so good, right? You chose me. God, thank you for your grace, and God... Thank you for Jesus and the peace of Christ in my heart. Thank you for the people you put around me. Thank you for church. Thank you for community. God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I have food to eat. I have clothes to wear. Many times we spend time picking out our clothes because we have so many choices, right? We have so much food to eat. And and God, you have done so much in my life. And God, I just want to say thank you. The first story you're going to hear today is from Pastor Kim Sam. Now, Pastor Kim Sam pastors our Cambodian congregation. And you're like, I didn't even know we had a Cambodian congregation. Well, wow. Welcome to 2018 because all of a sudden, you know, by God's grace, we were able to adopt Belmont Heights Baptist Church in Nashville, which was a miracle in of itself. We were praying for a location in Nashville. And then this church says, hey, come. We, we need help. We, they've kind of gone down to about 30 people. And they said, hey, would you guys come in and help us out? And so we, Pastor Nick Allen, our discipleship pastor, and we sent Nick over, who's now our campus pastor, about 80 people from Franklin went over, and we've got this Nashville campus, and it's going great. And so while our Nashville campus meets, there's a Cambodian church that meets with about 80 people. And so our church meets there at Trout Theater on Belmont's campus over in the gym across the street, there's the whole Cambodian church, and Pastor Kim Sam pastors it for 27 years. He's pastored this church. Now, Pastor Kim Sam, his story is unbelievable. He grew up in Cambodia. His parents abandoned him when he was really young. They just left. And here he was, living on the streets. He said, I became a taxi driver, except there weren't any cars. As a young boy, you know, he would pick up the carriages for tourists and, and carry them, like literally walking miles and running through the city. That's how he grew up. He said, I realized early on I needed to learn English. And so I started picking up English everywhere I could. Then the Vietnam War broke out and bombings happened all around that area. He said, I had to flee. And then well, he had to flee from there and he met his wife and they had a child. And then you probably maybe have heard about the killing fields and the genocide that took place in Cambodia, this country of 8 million people and almost 3 million people died in this genocide. Pol Pot and all the camps that they would put people into and socialism and communism that was happening then. He said, finally, we just had to flee. And so we ran, and he said there was, you know, all kinds of dangers, and we made it to the border to Thailand. We were trying to get to Thailand, and we get to Thailand, and there was 
buses from the UN that would take people to these refugee camps. He said, so I was in the refugee camp for five years, but I knew English. So they used me to talk to people, and people were malnutrition and starvation all around. And he said, my wife and I, we had two more kids there, so there's five of us. And he said, was there I, I heard about the Lord. And then by God's grace, somehow I was able to make it to America. I came into New York City in 1984. I got off the plane. We went out into the city. We didn't know where to go, but I was freezing because it was in the winter time, and it never drops below 60 in Cambodia, and here I am in the middle of New York City, but, but by a miracle of God, we made it to Knoxville, Tennessee, and then Belmont Heights was looking for a pastor for a Cambodian church, and I became the pastor, and in 27 years of pastoring this church, I've only missed one Sunday. It was the Sunday I went back to bury my mom in Cambodia, my mom who had abandoned me, but I found her. And I want you to hear his story. He sat down with Pastor Nick this week, and just listen to a little bit of what he's thankful for today. Pastor Kim, thank you for sitting down with me today and talking about everything that's going on in your life and in the church. Uh, I'm really glad that we get to have this conversation. Um, for a lot of people, they're meeting you for the first time. Um, so would you just tell us, I know the story is really long and God did a lot of miracles to get you here, um, but really briefly, when did you come to America and how did God get you here? My story is, uh... I'm in Cambodia. That moment, at that time, that year, uh, 1975, Cambodia been been uh, been been struggled, been hooked up to the communism, and I, I they killed so many people. At the time, uh, 79, I escaped out to Thailand. And the time I escaped up to Thailand, it's not easy to escape because uh, the border is all the wood, all the, the dynamite, all the, all, 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 the, all the trouble in, in the wood. And, and I, I carry my family along with it. The Thailand border is, uh, we stay there for a couple of days. And that time, when people, they run to the wood to see the border, what the border look like, and they see the long, long bus a lot of long bus on the, on the road. And at the time they find out, they said the United Nations wait for the refugee come out from Cambodia. A thousand, thousand people at that time. And they, they think, they said, we run together. Maybe some can be hit to something, but we run together. I see one missionary went there and they give me the track. I see this is a true God. And I don't understand what true God means because we have Buddhism belief. And that time is uh, I th the true God I never heard of. And you know, and the time I read it, I cannot understand. And when I read again, I still don't understand. So I keep pushing myself. The Lord draw me like that. The Lord draw me like that. If you want to know me, why don't you read over? So when I, I seek that, I read over through my heart, it became joyful. My heart became happy. I said, 
it's clear. My heart is clear. And that is kind of light get to my heart and throw all the dog away. You're serving uh, the Cambodian people right here in Nashville. Oh, yeah. yeah. You guys have services on Sundays and Bible studies throughout the week, um, yeah. and you, you pastor these people. What are some of the things that you're most thankful for um, about your church right now? I personally enjoy for everywhere I turn, but the most important thing is when I believe in God, I know in my heart is pure. Everything what I do is a prayer to Him that I'm joyful with the congregation. Everything is thanks to God. Everything thanks to God, even my word, even my walk, even my, my sleep, even my, my doing thing is pray to the Lord all the time. Belong to the Lord. And when I belong to the Lord, I should be first to the Lord. That's what my heart is pure every day like that. Wow. Yeah. You guys are reaching people and making oh, disciples. Yeah. And oh yeah, we do that. Growing do that. up the life of the church. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are some of the ways that we can pray for you and for the Cambodian church here? We know we live on the dark world and uh, we try to reach to the, to the lost. Let them see the Lord in you and me. So I need a lot of prayer. I need a lot of prayer because when I go on, I want, I want them to hear the word of the Lord and I want the whole church to grow to be the purpose of the Lord and be completed there. That's what I need, yeah. We're so thankful for you. You've been an inspiration to me, um, the way that you serve and love those people, um, and the way that you lead the church. Um, and we're so excited to get to be a part of that story and just to know that it's happening. Thank you, Pastor Nate. Love you, sir. So Thank you for Good being day. here. Isn't that great? <laughs> I just love him. I mean, like when you're around, you're just like, yes, I'm thankful, you know, and it's just amazing in that joy. And, and so often we take things for granted right here, right? And, and we look at the opportunities we have and we all just say, thank you, Lord. I mean, thank you, Lord. He says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts as members of one body. You are called to peace and be thankful. Verse 16, he says, let the message of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Right? So he says, and be thankful. And then he says, hey, with gratitude in your hearts, do these things. And what are these things? These are church, right? Teach and admonish one another through wisdom and worship together, singing praise to God. That's church. That there ought to be a joy that permeates our church. That there ought to be something in our lives, and we just say, hey, we're thankful, we're thankful. And so as I thought about it, I thought, why aren't we thankful? I mean, I think we're thankful at Thanksgiving, but why aren't we year-round? Why, why are most people not thankful? And I think, first of all, we tend to focus on the world more so than focusing on Christ, right? And if you go back to the beginning of this whole kind of section here in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, the Apostle Paul says, so since then you have been raised with Christ, Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And so often we set our minds on earthly things, on circumstances, and the things that are happening around us instead of setting our minds on Christ. Second thing I think that keeps us from being thankful is this. 
We focus on what we don't have instead of on what we do have. <laughs> right? We focus on what we don't have instead of on what we do have. Now, I love social media. I'm on social media, you know, right? You know, you got everybody here probably in some form of fashion on social media, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or some way. And social media has been great to keep us connected. But what I've also seen with social media is this. All of a sudden, it makes us ungrateful. Because we spend time going through and scrolling through Instagram, and we're like, well, why do they have that house? Why do they have that car? Well, I should have that. Why are they getting that experience? Why are they at that game? Why are they at that concert? What about me? And and the next thing you know, it's like we focus on what we don't have instead of on what we do have. You know what I'm saying? And we go through, and we just start this jealousy that's coming up in our minds, and we're going, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Why am I focusing on this? Why don't I focus on him? I mean, we're in the top 2% of the wealthiest people in the entire world, and yet we still are like, oh, I focus on what I don't have instead of on what I do have. And boy, that leads to ungratefulness in our lives. The third thing I think is this, is that we focus so many times on ourselves instead of focusing on others. And when we focus on others, that's when the joy comes. That's when the peace comes. That's when the gratitude comes. When we focus on others. It's amazing. I love our church because we do a lot of missions. We do mission trips all over like to, you know, the Amazon or to Moldova or to South Africa. And people who will go for the first time or to New Orleans or they go different places to serve. And they go, you know, I went to serve. And I, and I thought I'm going to go and help these people and I'm going to go and make a difference. And yet I'm the one who's changed. Every one of them comes back and goes, wow, look what God did in me. Yeah, we did some good. Yeah, we made a difference. But, but look what God did in me. And that's what happens every time. A famous psychologist was asked one time, you know, what do you say to people when they're really down and having a hard time, a difficult time? He says, I tell them this. Lock up your house. Go across the tracks and do something for somebody else. <laughs> do somebody, something for somebody less fortunate. Give back. Make a difference. Because when you do, what erupts in you is gratitude. God, thank you. And new friends and community and service and love. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I want you to hear this morning from Jeff Osborne and Jeff and Abby, his wife. They've been at church for probably six years or so, and uh, they're just amazing people. And I just love them, love their family. And and, and Jeff, I tell you, I, God's this has been a great year for you. God's, yeah, it's been a fun year. 2018. Uh, God's been right. doing some great things, and um, you know, you got involved this year with family ministry, and then with kids camp. You even have the swag on right now. That's right. right. Yeah, I'm, I'm repping the kids camp gear. I right love now. that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been kind of journey for me to, to end up in, in kids ministry. Um, I, I didn't start there. Um, I've sort of been all around the circle with serving. Um, had a stint in preschool ministry. Um, I had a very brief stint with the coffee team well before we had that really nice coffee bar. <laughs> Um, I'm still with the, uh, the security team and, and, um, selfishly, I just do that to look cool wearing that earpiece and talking into the, talking into the microphone. (laughs) Um, but you know, an opportunity came for me this summer to go to kids camp and, um, and our oldest son, Mason, who just turned eight this year, he was really excited and he said, daddy, can you come to camp with me? And, you know, I immediately started remembering things from you know, being his age and going to camp. And, you know, camp was impactful for me. I gave my life to Christ when I was 12 years old at church camp. So when Mason showed excitement for camp, you know, I was, I was all in. 
I love it. Yeah. I love it. And you went to serve, but I think you had more fun than the kids did. I had more fun than any kid there, I promise you. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a big kid at heart anyway, so it just kind of, I just feel like camp kind of re-energized me and just yeah. got me excited about, you know, just serving and serving kids again. I mean, God made it very clear to me at camp this year that he has a specific plan for me to be back in Main Street on Sundays. Oh, I love that. I yeah. think we got a clip from you at camp this year. Oh, no. Yeah, I think it's just, I think it's... <laughs> I love, 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 I love. So y'all's oh. team name was the, I think it was animals, right? Y'all were the lobsters. We were, yeah, our group, uh, we had second grade boys, and our group name was the Red Lobsters. So that was our chant that we did before the tiny tussle. Um, we did that to get them fired up. I can't remember the cheer. I do it, but I don't remember. But I do remember us yelling out something about cheese biscuits because we were the Red Lobsters. So yeah. <laughs> just, it just made sense. It's the best part about Red That's Lobster, right. right? That's right. That's <laughs> right. I love that. I mean, it's so fun. And now you see these kids, you're high-fiving. It's just, it's a blast. It was it? fun. So why do you think it's so important to serve? Why do you think it's important to jump in? It's been, um, it's been so important for me to serve. You know, um, I think it's really easy to show up on Sunday and, you know, sit in the back, listen to the sermon, and go home and go about the rest of your day and just kind of check the box off. You know, I was at church. Um, but, man, when you, when you decide to serve and just sacrifice one more hour a week, because that's all it is. It's just one more hour a week. Um, God is going to make that one hour impactful, and you're going to grow. You're going to develop deeper relationships. I mean, some of Abby and I's best friends go to church here, and we met them through serving. Mm. Um, and, you know, I guess most importantly for me as a dad of three, you know, trying to lead by example, my kids are seeing Abby and I serve mm -hmm. and making church a priority. So that's, mm. why, that's why we do it. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I mean, you're a banker by day, you know, and you work at the bank. I don't know if you high-five everybody yeah. at the bank or anything. Yeah. But <laughs> they frown on that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so fun to see that come alive in you. Yeah. What, what's God been teaching you this year? Oh, you know, if, if what he's taught me, and, and especially at camp and, and back at Main Street on Sundays, um, he's just reminding me that, you know, we can have a, a childlike faith, even mm. as adults, and, and being around those kids and watching them worship and sing and praise the Lord, even at a young age, they do it so carefree mm -hmm. and without reservation, you know? Um, I mean, it's, it's turned me into a hand raiser here <laughs> when we're singing, and I love it. And, and those kids, they don't care who's watching them, you know? They're not thinking about that. And it's, yeah, it's just brought a whole new joy in serving. Mm. Yeah. I love that. What are you thankful for today? Oh, man, so, so much. Um, I'm thankful for my family. I have an awesome, awesome family. Um, I'm thankful for this place. I'm thankful for you and all your staff. Your staff is incredible. Mm -hmm. um, I'm thankful for all the people here that are super passionate and intentional and, and pour so much into our kids mm. on Sundays. We have a lot of kids here, <laughs> and it takes, it takes a lot of people to pull this off on Sundays, and, and they do it beautifully, and they do it cheerfully and mm. joyfully, and, and that's the joy that you only get from serving. Yeah. It's, it's just true. Just believe me on that. It's true. Um, 
So, and as a dad of three, that, three kids that go here, that's, that's the most important thing for me is, you know, we're raising the next generation of believers up mm. and there's people locking arms with Abby and I doing the same. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm thankful for you, man. Thanks, Thanks for all you do for uh-huh. God and for our church. Thank you. Oh, it's awesome to see. And, and I just, I do thank everybody who serves and just makes such a difference. It's such an impact. And, and you see that right here. And then if you go to verse 17, it says this, and whatever you do, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do. So let me ask you a question. Do you think it's possible that whatever you do to be thankful? You think it's possible? Is it possible to be thankful in everything that you do? I would say yes. Let's say yes, and we all have a long way to go, right, to get there, but, but that, that spiritual maturity of us growing and even being thankful for the hard times, even being thankful for the struggles and saying, God, you're faithful, and God, I'm going to trust you, and God, you're going to be with me, and I'm going to hold on to you because you're going to hold on to me. You know, when Jesus calls us, right, he says, come follow me, come follow me, and what he's calling us to is a commitment. It's not just a feeling. I mean, feelings come and feelings go, right? There's times that we just feel so close to the Lord. We feel that. But then there's other times where you just make, I've made a commitment. I made a commitment for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, sickness and in health, forsaking all others. I've made a commitment. But you know that the commitment with the Lord, you don't say until death do us part, do you? Because <laughs> death won't ever do us part. Uh-uh. When you are in Christ, you have eternal life with him. He will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. You are always his. And boy, that ought to well up inside of us, this thankfulness. God, if you took care of the biggest threat in my life, right, death, the big bully that nobody could conquer, and you took care of that, and my eternity is secure, God, I could be thankful and whatever. And God, I want to be thankful to you. I want to be a person who's grateful. I have a grateful heart in all circumstances. I want you to hear this morning from Connor Nelson, and, and Connor is an amazing woman of God, and Connor and her husband Daryl moved here about two years ago from New York City, so, and, and uh, from New Jersey area, and I'm just so thankful that you guys moved here, Connor, and um, you know, Connor's the head of HR at Lifeway now, she was at a big company there in New York and uh, came here and uh, we get to be in community group together and you're just just so thankful. It's great. It's great. We enjoy being here and we just love how this church has welcomed us um, and we love community group too. <laughs> it's so. great, isn't it? Hey, 2018 was a big year um, for you guys. Tell us, what are you thankful for in 2018? So as Jeff said, we moved here uh, just two years ago and we really came to be closer to our daughter who lives in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And she got married to an Alabama guy, and we welcomed him into our family. And then we said, you know, we really need to be closer to them because she had our first grandson, <laughs> Leo. And there he is. Isn't he a handsome dude? And so then this year, part of the excitement and highlight was we got our second grandson. And so this is Langston, and we call him Sweet Baby Langston because he is just the happiest little baby ever. So it 
is a blessing to be close to them, to get to do life with them, to spend time with them, and to really, I'm just so thankful to see the daughter that God let us raise and trusted us to raise and how she is today, mm. the kind of woman of God, the kind of mother, the kind of wife. Mm. She probably does some things that you taught her, didn't you? Well, <laughs> she does. So that, and that is really kind of... Uh, uh, a big mama's pride. So she, um, when she was little, she used to say things, I used to say things to her, like, Adrielle, don't do that. That's inappropriate behavior. And she and all of her friends would laugh. They thought that was funny. And now I hear her say, Leo, don't do that. That's inappropriate behavior. So it's really a joy for me. It's impacting generations. Exactly, so, exactly. So, uh, well, Connie, tell us, I mean, when, when you were growing up, um, you know, your dad passed away when you were young. Yes. And uh, how did you stay faithful to the Lord? And how did you watch your mom um, stay faithful to the Lord during that season that was really hard and challenging? Yes. I tell you, it was, my mother was just amazing. Mm. Uh, she was a very strong Christian woman who definitely walked by faith and not by sight. Uh, and I had my twin sister, and so it was just the four of us, and she was a stay-at-home mom, and life was great, and then my father got cancer, mm. and it was such a struggle. It changed life as we knew it in so many ways, and physically for him, because uh, his cancer ended up metastasizing to his spine, and he became paralyzed from the waist down. Uh, and financially, it was devastating, as well as just emotionally, and um, it was it was just a just a very difficult time. But I watched my mother's faith, uh, and how she would just always say, "Daughters, we just have to trust God. We just have to trust God." And she. She, she told my, my dad, she said, you know, we're going to do what you want. And he said, I have one wish. And his wish was to come home. He did not want to die in the hospital. And I got to tell you, this was back in the 60s. So there wasn't a visiting nurse program. There wasn't uh, a home health kind of service. But there were two women that saw my mom and how she was caring for my dad. And they said, we will help you. We know the doctors have said this is impossible, but we will help you. And so they brought my mother, my, my dad home, and they helped my mother. They came every other day oh. and helped her take care of my dad. And here's the big thing. They did it for free. <laughs> they did it for free. And so I saw at a very young age how God can take something that just seems absolutely impossible and make it possible and how he works through others uh, to give you just what you need in the time that you need it. Wow. So through the years, what have you, what have you learned about being thankful in all circumstances? You know, I just, even I, I my mother was such a, a great example, Jeff, and she reinvented herself and, you know, what, wanted to make sure that she was able to give us a good education and weddings and, you know, I always say that was because she wanted us to be prepared ourselves and then for us to get off of her payroll. And, um, <laughs> but she was such an amazing example. And what I learned, because she had little, 
I learned and I appreciate the parable of the talents mm. because I think God can take the little that you have and he can make much out of it. Mm. And no matter, he doesn't always give us the same things. He may give you way more than me, but, but here's the thing, it doesn't matter what he gives us. What matters is what we do with it mm. and that's what counts. And so at the end of the day, I just have learned that in the good times, just praise him. In the bad times, praise him too. And sometimes you do that way in advance. You know, even when you don't know what God is going to do, you just have to trust that he's going to do it. So just thank him then. I love that. Thank him in advance. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you thankful for today, Connor? Wow, there, there's just so much that I am thankful for. I'm, I'm thankful for, of course, my family mm -hmm. and uh, just for extended family, how people have invited me. And I'm thanking, thankful for the Rolling Hills family. I mean, this, this church has been just very welcoming to my husband and I and our community groups. Uh, I mean, I just, we really love it here. I'm thankful for the warmer weather in Tennessee uh, because last week they had something terrible. It was a very bad snowstorm on the East Coast and all of my friends were like, it took me three hours to get home and it should have only taken 30 minutes. And so I'm thankful for that. But you know, most of all, I am thankful for God's love. I'm mm. thankful for his grace and I'm thankful for his provision. I have seen him provide throughout my entire life in ways that, I mean, it really is Jeff the Ephesians verse, you know, more than I could imagine or think. He has delivered, not when it's always easy, but what I've always known is that he's always there in the midst of it all. Amen. Well, Con, I'm thankful for you and for Daryl. Thank, Thank you so much for sharing this morning. Oh. So what's your story of Thanksgiving? What are you thankful for today? As you look back over 2018, what comes to mind for you? I hope and pray you're thankful for Christ, you know, first and foremost, and the grace that you've received in him. I'm thankful for family, friends, for church, community, for clothes to wear, food to eat, shelter. We all have so much for which to be thankful. And so before we kind of skip to Christmas, let's take time today to say, God, we want to be thankful. We want to be a grateful people. We want to give you praise and glory for all that you've done. You know, as this week comes and Thursday comes on Thanksgiving, I, I just want to encourage you to do a couple of things. To find some time to be alone. I know you're probably traveling or you got extended family or friends or people coming around, but find some time to be alone with the Lord and just say, God, I want to say thank you. Maybe get a piece of paper out, maybe write a thank you note, but just write it down. Spend some time with God. Be a thankful person. Second thing I just want to encourage you is this, to go around at your dinner table or when your family's there or friends are there and just say, hey, what are we thankful for? They kind of push past the surface answers of, you know, family and football, which is what Thanksgiving's kind of become about, you know, and say, really, what are we thankful for? And, and to help people process that, help your kids, your nieces, your nephews process that. And number three, make a memory. Make a memory, because this is what your kids, this is what people are going to look back on and say 2018 was about. This is what people who come into your house or when you go to their house, this is what they're going to remember about you. They're going to say, hey, you know what? 
that was the year we were thankful. <laughs> that was the year that we truly took time to be thankful and to be grateful. That was the year that, man, I saw my parents and, and man, they were just thankful. I'm so glad I'm in a home that's a thankful home and a grateful home. I'm so glad I'm in a place where the peace of Christ rules and that there's joy. You know, Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he shared a meal with his disciples. This morning, we have our church's family Thanksgiving meal set up in the middle of the room. Just one big table, like Jesus had with his disciples. And on that night that he was betrayed, he brought his disciples together, and he took bread, and he said, guys, I want you to know this. This is my body. This is my body broken for you. Have you ever thought about that? It's personal. Not just for the world, but for you. This is my body broken for you. After supper, he took the cup. He said, this is, this is the new covenant. Before you were under the old covenant, when you sinned, when you messed up, man, you were out, right? Holy God, sinful man. But now there's a new covenant of grace. My blood poured out for you. Whenever you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Have you ever thought that there was somebody who died for you? Not just somebody, but the Son of God died for you. You are chosen. You are redeemed. You are restored. And you are invited to his table. And so this morning, we come to the table to, to be grateful, to be thankful, to take a piece of the bread, his body broken for us, to dip into the cup, his blood poured out for us, and, and to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, God. I want to invite you to come. If you have your family in with the room today, just come together. If your child has accepted Christ, bring them to the table with you. Or if you want to come individually, you want to come and just make some time to pray and to be thankful. The whole table is filled with different stations. There's two stations that are closest to me that are gluten-free. So if you want to go to there, but come and take a piece of the bread, dip into the cup, and then pause for a moment and say thank you. God, thank you. As we worship, as we enter his gates with praise and his courts with thanksgiving. Father God, here we are, your people, gathered in your name, your disciples in 2018. And Father God, we have so much for which to be thankful, but most of all, for Jesus and the price that was paid for us. And so as we come to the table to share communion today, God, we come with grateful hearts to say thank you Thank you. Your body broken for us. Your blood poured out for us. Thank you, God, that you are always with us, that you are faithful. And it's in the name, the beautiful name of Jesus that we pray and we come to your table. Amen. Amen. You're invited to come to the table.